apparently there were some moves that the Florida Panthers have made this weekend to help them in contention for a possible Stanley Cup run. We're going to discuss some of the trades that the Florida Panthers did this past weekend and more with Frank Rikas of PantherParkway.com, all on today's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Monday, March 21st edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also follow the national show, uh, Locked On NHL, and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. So, Cats fans, it's uh, been a wild, wild, wild weekend. Um, after the Florida Panthers uh, had their win against the Anaheim Ducks on Friday night, a 3 0 win, shutout win. Um, the Florida Panthers only allowed uh, 17 shots on goal. Spencer Knight, first ever uh, sh- shutout at the NHL level, had two of them in the AHL earlier uh, this year. But that, honestly, that is the probably the most least relevant story as far as the result of that game. What mostly happened this weekend is a big splash for the Florida Panthers acquiring forward Claude Drew of the Philadelphia Flyers, a longtime captain for the Flyers in exchange for Owen Tippett, a 2024 first and a 2023 third round pick. And this is the splash that the Florida Panthers have been waiting for. And here to discuss this trade uh, with the Philadelphia Flyers and a move that has definitely boosted the Florida Panthers' chances in a possible Stanley Cup run. Uh, it is the former host of Locked On Panthers. It is Frank Rikers. Frank, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me, Armando. It's great to be on, as always, and uh, glad to see the show doing well, that you have picked it up and uh, taken the reins over quite nicely. So good job for you. Thank you so much, Frank. And uh, of course, you and Josh for paving the way uh, prior prior to that. But we have some trades to talk about. Um, the Panthers, um, right before the weekend started, um, of course, the trade for Frank Vetrano for, in exchange for a fourth round pick, using that fourth round pick to get Ben Sherratt, which was the deal with that was when the Florida Panthers originally made that deal, the rumors around Claude Drew right before that, as soon as they made this move for Ben Sherratt, I think there was a general consensus around the NHL and even the fan base of the Florida Panthers, anyone who covers them, knowing that it wasn't going to be an offer that was going to be extremely overwhelming to try to get someone like Claude Drew. And there was a time where I was thinking that there is still a chance for Claude Drew, but are the Panthers going to outbid somebody? And chances are, they did it without outbidding somebody. How, 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 what was your reaction when the Florida Panthers like pull it off and when did it feel real to you? Um, 
Well, this is what we call going for it. And I don't think uh, for those of us who follow the Panthers for all the years have ever been in a spot where they've actually done anything even remotely close to this at the trade deadline. You know, yeah, we've picked up a couple players here and there. I remember the last big splash a few years ago when Talon picked up uh, Teddy Purcell. Uh, was it Jacob Kindle? I think a defenseman. Yeah. And there was a third guy. And, you know, Yuri Hudler. Yuri Hudler. Yeah. All right. That was okay. But this is something way out of the ordinary. And um, man, got to give Bill Zito a ton of credit for being able to pull this off. And um, I don't know if you caught it and, or if anybody else caught it, but there came a point between Fletcher and the Flyers when, um, you know, they told him that he wasn't going to come back next year. So he was just like, you know what? You want to trade me? I'm going to Florida. That's the only place I'm going. So that was that was awesome that we pulled this off. And uh, we're getting a we're getting a hell of a player, that's for sure. Yeah, um, it's just so hard to process too that this <laughs> longtime player, a guy who has helped his team get to the Stanley Cup final, didn't win. He they lost to your Blackhawks, but this longtime player. This franchise of the Florida Panthers being, let's call it like it is, like hot garbage for a, like a decade plus, not making the playoffs, spot playoffs um, appearances here and there. And now this team is in a, um, put themselves in a position to acquire that big fish, even if it's just a rental, even if it's just half the salary. The fact that experience is there and the fact that, that man, a captain, a, a, a former, a former captain too, who knows how to lead uh, men as well, is is coming to this team. And this is the thing: face-off numbers uh, for the Florida Panthers aren't the best, and Claude Giroux is one of the best uh, players in the NHL still, at, even at his age, um, in the dot. But he doesn't necessarily need to play all the time at center. He could be shifted to the wing. He's done that a little bit l- later in his career, but if but it also gives them that time late in games, especially in their own zone, that if they need a face-off win to clear the clear the puck in like a, a 2-1, um, if they're leading 2-1, Claude Giroux is definitely one person that you're going to have on the ice most times. You know, he's a very versatile guy, uh, a very good two-way hockey player. He's good defensively. He's got great hands, great offensive instincts. But you bring up an excellent point. And, you know, him being really good in the faceoff, I think his career average is somewhere around 55 or 56 percent of the faceoffs that he's won. And, you know, yeah, those defensive zone faceoffs late in the game, he could be the extra guy out there just in case Barkoff or somebody else gets kicked out. He could be the guy that, you know, could come in and, you know, cover if, if that were to happen. Um, I'm sure you'll see him a little bit on the, uh, the penalty kill, maybe a little bit here on the power play. Uh, but. Very, very versatile, doesn't have to play, um, you know, center. And obviously he's had a big role where he's been, and I think he's probably A-OK not being uh, the top dog because we know Barkov and then Huberdeau are the top dogs here. So uh, he wants to win a cup. There's some other veterans here uh, as well, you know, Joe Thornton, uh, Patrick Hornfist. So uh, He's not coming to a bunch of uh, kids that don't know what's, you know, Stanley Cup hockey is all about. He's coming to a, a well-mixed team that is uh, looking like a very heavy favorite now. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, career in the faceoff circles around fifty five percent. So um, his playoff numbers of let's talk, let's discuss a little bit about his playoff numbers: seventy three points in eighty five games, twenty five goals, uh, forty eight assists. Um, faceoffs as well, just under fifty two percent shooting percentage, just over thirteen. So um, definitely a guy who's going to really help help this this team. And let's also talk a little bit about how even though there's so much flexibility within so many different players on this lineup, we think, I think about sometimes like some short-term fixes as well, because Anton Lindell still, still isn't back neither. Um, He's not on injured reserve, um, um, but he's definitely going to, um, he's, um, Claude Drew can definitely fill in for like a line for like, at least like a little bit. Um, For for Anton Lindell's spot, even if it's like shifting, putting him in the third um, line for a little bit until Lindell comes back and he could be on the wing with Barkov. You also have options of putting him on the wing next to Barkov and then Duclair there. You also have experience with Duclair being on the Barkov line and putting Giroux on that second line. So mm-hmm. you, you could even write on a board and you could think of 10 plus combinations that you could put this forward group with with the addition of Giroux. Yeah, it's, it's a great thing to have uh, to move this guy almost anywhere um, at forward and center, first line, second line. Uh, I mean, what a, what a great position uh, Bruno is in to have, you know, this roster that he has right now. I mean, you, I, I think the Panther fan base is really giddy at this point. And, um, you know, everybody is expecting a long playoff run and uh, there's no reason that we shouldn't have it. Um, you know, we get everybody healthy and everybody stays healthy. I know we've got the Ekblad injury to uh, worry about, but I think we've got enough um, that we've picked up and enough, you know, already on the roster that uh, we, we ought to be able to, you know, compensate for that. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to discuss uh, more on uh, Aaron Ekblad's injury. Uh, the reason for, the Florida Panthers going for it this year, as opposed to waiting until next year to give up uh, more uh, pieces of their future drafts. We're going to talk all about that. But first, we want to tell you all about Athletic Greens. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop of cold water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Take it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and free five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. um, Take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate nutritional insurance. Back on the Monday, uh, March 21st edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. I'm Armando Velez. I got Frank Ricas here from pantherparkway.com to discuss the trades that the Florida Panthers uh, have made. So I think about so many different things and I try to think about the mindset of Bill Zito going into this um, trade deadline. And I think that he chose this specific year to really put all his chips forward is 
some of the cap uh, struggles or troubles um, is a better way to put it that the Florida Panthers will have to face this coming off season and into next year. You think of Keith Yandel's buyout, the majority of it on the books. Bob's contract is still huge, regardless of whether the Florida Panthers win a Stanley Cup or not. It's still a big part of it. Barkov's first year of his deal is going to be kicking. Thankfully, the new contract of Jonathan Huberto, if they if the Florida Panthers are able to re-sign him, won't come until the year after. Um, that it'll be the last year of Mackenzie Weger's contract. There, he's going to have to get paid as well. So, I think Bill Zito really saw that situation and said, "We might not be able to be as aggressive next trade deadline." So mm-hmm. this is the time to do it. So I really think that's really the thought process of like where, where Bill Zito is when it comes to creating something for uh, this year's Panthers. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, who knows what's going to happen with the players that you mentioned, uh, Huberdo and uh, Uyghur. It's not necessarily a question of do we want to sign them? I'm sure we do. The question is, are we going to have the cap room to sign them? And, you know, who knows how much higher the cap is going to go over the next couple of years. Hard to say. It was kind of flat as we went into this season. Uh, may not go up too much more next year. So, you know, everything is kind of in limbo. So he's going about it the right way. He's going about it the way that we wanted everybody else to go about it in years previous. But we weren't in a position either because, you know, we weren't winning or we just weren't an attractive place to come. But who would have thought that, a player like Claude Giroux wants to come to South Florida to play for the Panthers and have a chance to win the Stanley Cup. I mean, that right there kind of tells you the progress that we've made in a very short time uh, with Bill Zito here. Mm-hmm. Winning winning is the ultimate cure. And I think of the trade deadline in the most recent years. I kind of think about the trade deadline like kind of how I think of the housing market right now, how mm-hmm. right now it's a seller's market right now. And the NHL trade deadline is the same thing. There's going to be one team out there who has tried to force hands of other teams, their negotiating power, saying, you want us to take this salary? Pay up with a first-round pick. And there's going to be a team who's going to take advantage of all those assets gained. But there's also the other side of things. There could be an opportunity for any of these teams selling, excuse me, buying, that could fall flat on their face. And yeah. that is this also the scariest thing about this. But, and that's kind of why I like a little bit of the terms based on the Drew trade, because you got two prospects back. You didn't deplete your farm completely. Mm-hmm. They got some prospects that don't have the best numbers um, down in the AHL, but you still get a little bit of bodies there and a little bit of term um, and team control for them. So, there's chances for one of one of those two things happening. And Bill Zito, he was very, very stubborn on not trying to give up someone like a Mackie Samuskevich and Alexi Hepaniemi, um, who uh, Alexi Hepaniemi uh, scored on uh, Saturday for the check for the checkers. So it, it, it's crazy to think that all the different variables and the different circumstances that something like COVID-19 brought to the cap and how creative GMs need to be. Oh, yeah. And, you know. I think you'd agree the trade deadline usually doesn't pan out the way a team really wants it to when they've acquired players. And most of the time, if you're a team that's contending for the cup, you're just putting in a piece here, a piece there. You're looking for a role player on the fourth line. You're looking for an extra or a you know third pairing defenseman. 
Well, that's not what the Panthers did. No, with Claude Giroux. He's a top six player that's going to get into the lineup and play top, top six minutes. Uh, ben Sherat Shir- Shir- um, could be a second pair defenseman, and he adds uh, an element that is, you know, certainly needed in the playoffs, you know, some physicality, some toughness, and it's going to be needed. So uh, Panthers went a little bit against, I don't want to say against the grain, but that's what I'm going to say. Um, But they're in prime position to do it. There aren't many other teams that are in prime position like the Panthers are to make this kind of move. And before the before Aaron Ekblad even went on injured LTIR to relieve uh, $7.5 million of the cap, when the Florida Panthers um, were making that trade for Sherratt, they were just minus 400000 So at that time, I was thinking, well, somebody needs to be placed on waivers and to get that relief uh, for the Panthers. The Florida Panthers get that um, salary relief with um, LTIR, and they get um, defenseman Robert Hague in exchange for a six-round pick, which is the pick that the Florida Panthers got in the Sam Bennett trade. So they've been yeah. able to get assets from one trade, even if it's a late round pick to get a little bit of debt. And I'm not expecting Robert Haig to have a big role in the Panthers, maybe uh, play a few games while Aaron Ekblad is, uh, is um, recovering um, because the Florida Panthers also got Pateri Limbaum in that mm-hmm. signing um, just a few weeks ago. So there's different mixing and matchings that you do. Of course, there's still, the the development of Lucas Carlson as mm-hmm. well. So there's a little bit there's a little bit of mixing and matching even on the D pairs. I mean, I think about like where Schrott can fit in. It, it with a healthy Ekblad, you would think that Gudis would go on the third pairing uh with, with Montour probably. But in the meantime, maybe we could see a Sherat Gudis pairing and we could see two big physical guys on one line or the Florida Panthers can separate them in one in the second, one in the third. So every time a different decor comes, you'll have that physical guy on the back end. And that's just continued to be that perfect situation that this team um, finds themselves in. Yeah. I mean, imagine Gudis and Sherratt, you know, as a shutdown pair uh, in the playoffs, uh, you know, there's a lot of pieces, a lot of moving around. That's really, really good flexibility. And uh, I'll make a joke here in case a couple of listeners that I've been talking to over the weekend, you know, this is a far cry from the days of when we had guys like Matthew Biron and uh, Branislav Metze uh, on the back end. So we've got some guys that are, you know, heavy, uh, but we've got some guys that are skilled and, you know, uh, we're in a perfect position to have some depth, but to also, you know, perform at a level that uh, we've never performed at before. So it's, uh, it's a really good outlook here. Mm-hmm. Let's take a let's take a little bit bit of a look at uh, cap friendly. Gonna share share the screen uh, right here uh, for everyone. Um, even even with all these moves, five point four million dollars of uh, deadline cap space still. And there's a there's word that the Florida Panthers could still even go after a goalie, depending on the on the health of Sergey Bobrovsky. Um, for anyone on the watching this on the YouTube page, I'm on Cat Friendly, so you can see it on the YouTube page. But look at this. Look at the look at the draft picks or lack thereof of the next three three years. No ones in in the in, in the next three years. One two, which is a 2023 uh, uh, two, uh, and two threes, all in the all in the first three rounds. Three pick three picks out of a possible nine in the next um, next year's draft. So in the next three drafts for the for the Panthers, just 
just bold, bold for a, a Bill Zito to to just say, hey, this is our window, and hey, these players aren't might aren't might not arrive at the NHL just yet. It's gonna take a while. Yeah. And this is this is the time. And of course, with some of the of course one with the LTIR um for Ekblad, they could possibly they could possibly recoup some picks. I don't know how early they would be, but they, there's still a chance to recoup some. And of course, the Florida Panthers as well do have this offseason, which right now they have a, a like $3 million in cap space going into uh, next season. But there's also the possibility of moving contracts like oh, Patrick Hornquist with, with term, mm-hmm. um, Brandon Montour as well next offseason. So mm-hmm. cup or not, Bill Zito is going to have to be creative next offseason as well. Yeah, I'm sure that they're, you know, going to consider that going forward. I mean, Monday will be here in, uh, you know, a short period of time. I would be pleasantly surprised if we were able to pick up, you know, a second round pick some way, somehow. I don't know that that's going to happen. I don't, I certainly don't think we're going to grab a first because, you know, we're not really giving anything up that's going to bring a first round pick up. But um, look, he's got to go for it. I totally agree with where we are, you know, right now. I mean, if this wasn't the year to go, then I don't know when it is. Um, you, you just have to pull out all the stops and worry about the draft picks, you know, another time worry about, you know, building the draft pool later on. We will somehow, we'll somehow manage. And if a Stanley cup comes to South Florida, I don't think we're going to care too much if we don't have a first round pick in the next couple of years, we'll, we'll survive. Sometimes it takes just one. Sometimes it just takes a few playoff series winning in order to make your stamp in your, in a, in a damn market. Right. And even just pictures of outside the Miami arena of people packing it for 96. It's like, it can happen all over again. I mean, my memory is vague um, at that age, like three years old. So, but I, all I can refer to is pictures. So when a playoff series, you make a stamp in your community and, and it, it, it makes people definitely uh, hop in, um, hop on uh, the bandwagon. That's for sure. And I hope South Florida um, should not only share this podcast with your friends, but share, the sport of hockey with your friends and this team and watching this team, because it's going to be, a, it's going to be definitely a fun ride. But in the next segment, we're going to discuss more about the rest of the league to this point in time and the division of how it's going to be, uh, how the, the fellow division rivals have uh, fared in their fair of trades um, it, during this trade deadline. But first we're going to tell you all, about bet online is that time of year where college basketball tournament is finally upon us from all the latest odds contests and player props betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info betonline remains the best spot for all your sports scores podcasts and news this season it's not just basketball betonline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs including live betting and your favorite vegas casino games head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action betonline where the game starts and also to remind you that this episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. And this is the time of year where I've given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking my resolution to eat right, thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, marshmallowy, not just a protein bar. They're a treat, covering 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, puffs included. Low calorie, high protein, replace your candy bar with these. 
They're better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere between two to 300 calories. At Built Bar, they're all about taste. They make it taste delicious first. They figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Back on this edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast on this Monday, March 21st edition of the show. I'm Armando Velez. I got Frank Rikas of Panther Parkway here to continue this conversation about the Panthers and the rest of the division. So we're recording this on a Sunday right now on my computer. It says 725 uh, p.m. So anything that outside of this recording uh, might be something. Some moves might have happened by the time this uh, gets released. But the Atlantic division specifically um, is really uh, rich when it comes to trading for uh, defensemen. Um, the Boston Bruins trade for Hampus Lindholm and then give him a contract extension. Toronto, um, they, they traded for Mark Giordano who, for, for two uh, second-round picks and a third. Um, of course, Panthers trade for uh, Ben Sherratt. Um, this just goes to show how much offensive firepower this division as a whole ha- has, I mean, think about just the top three currently in the standings right now. I know Boston has a possibility of passing Toronto um, with their issues in goal, but it just, once again, it just goes to show how rich the scoring is in this division. Well, and the other thing too is defense wins in the playoffs. You have mm-hmm. to have good defense. If your blue line is made up of a bunch of offensive, uh, talented, puck-moving defensemen uh, who are not real defensemen, you're going to find yourself in some very difficult situations. So it's interesting that all the top three or four teams, uh, you know, are looking at defensemen to build up on on the back end. And not just, you know, any defenseman. I mean, there's some real special players that are, you know, coming on. You know, Giordano is a very good hockey player. even at his age, I think he's what, 37 years old, but he's 38, 38. All right. He's still got a lot left in the tank. Lundholm is a very, very good defenseman. I'm surprised that Boston gave him a, you know, extension right away. Um, Sherratt, he comes with mixed reviews during the season, but I think he had a heck of a playoff last year uh, for Montreal. So I think the Panthers are going to like, and the fans are going to like what they see um, out of Sherratt. But again, Defense wins in the playoffs. You need to have good defensemen. Mm-hmm. And and still, this coming with the fact that the Florida Panthers still haven't faced the Maple Leafs uh, this season. I mean, you also think about we we talked about this pre-recording, but the Tampa Bay Lightning making a big trade for Brandon Hagel, uh, a guy who has pretty good term on his contract at one point five million, and the Tampa Bay Lightning go ahead and trade for two first and just a guy that they could fill in for so cheap giving, um, giving that uh, man. And this is a team that lost a whole third line in, in the off season. I mean, um, Gord is, is part of the expansion draft. Uh, Barkley Goodrow signs with the um, gets traded to the um, New York Rangers. Um, and uh, who, um, who's, who's like um, someone was signed with the flames. I forget his name. Um, yeah, um, I know. I know. I, I ah, think I'm blanking on the name, but yeah. some um, Blake Coleman. Blake Coleman. Blake Coleman. There you go. He, he signed with the Flames. So, just as somebody who also follows the 
Chicago Blackhawks, someone um, with Hagel being traded to the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, where where do you think uh, Brandon Hagel slides uh, as far as the Lightning lineup? Well, in Chicago, it wasn't very difficult for him to play on the second line. Some nights he played on the first line, uh, but I view him slotting right in on the third line with Tampa. Um, he's a good hockey player. Um, he's hard nosed. He's full of energy. Uh, all of a sudden he can score. He's got uh, what, 20 goals this year. Kind of came out of nowhere, uh, you know, a, a middle or low, very low level uh, draft pick, but uh, he was a fan favorite. Um, he was shocked that he got traded. Uh, he didn't expect to get traded. Uh, but, you know, hey, you go from a team that's uh, at the bottom of the conference to a team that's going to contend for a top playoff spot you know you'll get over it uh at some point but they got him on a really good contract i think he's at that 1.5 million for two years after this um as well so um good luck to him tampa's gonna like him yeah and brandon hagel um originally drafted by buffalo uh sixth round pick so uh traded to chicago uh in 20 um excuse me uh he he, he signs his elc with um with uh chicago doesn't get trade does not get traded so he his contract expired um there so pretty much uh made a name of himself after not getting qualified an offer for um for buffalo and then not now he's worth two uh first round picks um <laughs> as far as um as far as far as boston and toronto um toronto's kind of free falling they have they've have injuries right now with uh jack campbell um there, David Krejci. There's this possibility that he could sign back with the Bruins after coming back from uh, Czechia. Um, which which one of those do you still see? Do, which one of those do you see as a bigger threat uh, to fall into that three seed, or do you see Toronto hanging on? Well, Toronto has historically over the last few years had trouble with defense. That's why they've picked up Giordano. Uh, the goaltending situation. I mean, I don't know. Uh, did they pick up Harry Sateri, ex-Panther legend, or uh, mm -hmm. they did pick him up? Okay, so, you know, goaltending for them is going to be an unknown at this point. So I'm not sure they get out of the first round again and uh, just what their fan base needs to uh, suffer through another first-round loss and they be continue to be, you know, miserable. Um, I think Boston is a bigger threat just because of all the playoff experience that they have. I think they're pretty healthy. And uh, adding Lindholm just makes them stronger than they already were. So uh, they're they're coming at it like the Panthers are from a, a position of strength. And um, and I think they they might actually be a first round opponent for us if they don't pass up Toronto. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe uh, right now it's Washington that has the oh, okay. fi final uh, final uh, playoff spot. Um, I need to double check, but I think it's uh, Washington that holds that final one. Uh, it's going to be uh, crazy right to the finish. The the Panthers really find themselves in the driver's seat. I mean, I watched the end of that New York Rangers-Tampa um, Bay Lightning game. Um, Zibanejad had a game-winning goal with like 16 seconds left. And that right there alone is a big swing in the division. Yeah. That right there, along with all the trades, it's like it's – like, it's like the Florida Panthers have been given a key to a car that's unattended, and it's just like mm -hmm. go in and run. Yeah. Just run away with it. <laughs> right. It's theirs for the taking. Uh, they're a heavy favorite, you know, with the additions that they've made. I wouldn't be surprised if there's one more little addition come tomorrow. Not, Don't know who, not sure who, 
Uh, there's, you know, talk about, you know, should they go get a goalie? Should they not? And then if they do, you know, I mean, who would you go get? But they've got, you said they've got what, $5 million of space? Mm-hmm. So, you know, somebody could be picked up. Maybe an Anton Forsberg of the Ottawa Senators, maybe another expiring maybe. contract. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not going to entertain Marc Andre Fleury for the Panthers. I'm not entertaining that. I'm not. No. No. No, I'm not either. I, uh, it, I, that's a, I'll believe it until I see it. I'm not gonna, there, that one is just, I, I, I want, I want Fleur, honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind Flurry being on the Oilers. I would, I would love to see it. Uh, he doesn't want to go there, but he doesn't want to go there. But, the, but I know he, I know he's not going to the Capitals neither. I, I, if I were him, I, no, that's, that's no. one I wouldn't go to. No. Like, and I think if he does go anywhere, he wants to go somewhere where he's going to get some playing time. I think if he comes here, he's really just going to be a backup to Bob, and I don't think that that's what he wants. But yeah, he he, he if it were it were to win, and you know, Chicago wants to respect the legend in um yeah. in Mark Andre Fleury, so you, they want to do it right by him. But Frank, sure. I want to thank you uh, so much once again for uh, joining on this episode of Locked On Florida Panthers podcast to talk about the trades uh, that the Florida Panthers have made, uh, their quest for uh, the division, and and hopefully uh, more beyond that. So tell everybody where they can follow you online. Uh, you can follow me at my Twitter handle, which is Frank Rikas. Pretty simple. And uh, that's where you'll find me. Awesome. And you'll see uh, Frank talk all about Panthers as they as we continue this uh, season and into the playoffs. So thank you once again, Frank, for uh, joining me on uh, on Thanks this episode. Of the... thank, thank you. <laughs> and for everybody, if, you're, if, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL on the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Some housekeeping notes for everyone listening on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. I will be going live at 3 p.m. on Monday, March 21st on the Locked On Florida Panthers YouTube channel discussing where the Florida Panthers finished off their trade deadline so make sure to follow the locked on florida panthers podcast on youtube and also follow it on podcast form as well as as we will be discussing more about this week's uh practices player acquisitions as before they go on their next road trip over in canada so thank you everybody for listening so i'm armando velez with frank ricus and you've been listening to locked on florida panthers podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.